Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, today it is just me. It's just me. Usually my husband Patrick is here with me, or Patrick's doing an interview, but today it's just me. And that's because I wanted to share with you a word that has really been on my heart, a theme that's been on my heart for quite a while now. I've been kind of thinking through and pondering, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. And so that theme is what I'm calling hidden faithfulness. Hidden faithfulness, whether anyone sees it or not. And this is the idea that the sum of our moments and the way that we spend them matter. The choices we make, our faithfulness to God in the seen and the unseen matter. Of course, not only for right now, but really also for eternity. And I wish I could say that I never struggled with this, but uh, the truth is I've been struggling with this, I feel like, for the last 30 years since I started following Christ in high school. And it's just something that I I feel like I've had to continue to learn and grow through. And and that's why I want to talk about it today. You know, I remember, and maybe I've shared this story before, I remember when I was in high school and I first started following Christ, I hadn't been a Christian very long, and I wasn't really going to church consistently. I know I must have missed some youth group uh, meetings or something because my youth pastor at the time scribbled a verse on a piece of paper and sent it home with a friend to give to me. And that's all that was on this piece of paper was this Bible verse. And my friend gave it to me. And I can remember clear as day, and I have a terrible memory. I don't remember a lot from when I was younger, but I can remember clear as day reading this Bible verse on this piece of paper. It was John 3.30. He must become greater. I must become less. And at that moment, it's like the light bulb went on for me and I had this complete paradigm shift. I I realized, oh my word, this life is not about me and living for myself and what I want to do, which, you know, at that time was happening. I was living for myself. I wasn't putting Christ first. I was a brand new Christian. Um, But the light bulb went on for me when I read John 3.30, he must become greater, I must become less. And I realized it was no longer about me, but my life was to be lived for God. And like I mentioned already, even more significant was that my life mattered and how I lived my life mattered for eternity. You know, every season is different And every season demands a different capacity from us as humans. And sometimes we are really busy and we're really distracted. Sometimes we feel like, okay, I got this, right? I've got, I'm I'm feeling together right now. I can't believe, I mean, I, when I'm in those busy seasons and I think back to the times when I felt like, oh, I've got this all together. I'm like, I don't even know who that person was. (laughs) But there's times where we feel like, okay, We've got it all together. Man, we have all the time in the world. Our schedule's working out great. Um, (laughs) And, you know, sometimes we feel really close to God. 
And sometimes we feel really far away from God. But no matter how you feel or what is going on in your life, the call is still the same, and that's to keep being faithful. And whether you are listening today and you are 20 years old, you're 30 years old, or you're 60 years old, the call is still the same. It's the same for me and it's the same for you. And that is to be faithful in the seen and unseen moments of your life to God. Because God has blessed you and trusted you and promised to empower you by his grace to live out the calling that he has on your life. You know, I really love the story of Moses's mom in the Bible. And I have used this story actually for years uh, as I talk to different moms and speak at mother's groups and um, speak at conferences for moms. But, you know, I really think this story has a lesson for all of us. And it is It is a beautiful, beautiful biblical account of someone who was faithful when no one was watching. When no one was watching, no matter the cost and not for accolades. And that's, I want us to have that in our minds today. Not, not for accolades, but for the glory of God. And uh, Moses's mom, she, she understood the huge role she played in history. Her name was Yochebed, and she knew, like every Hebrew woman did at that time, that to give birth in Egypt was a death sentence. So at the time that she's giving birth to Moses, this is what the Bible tells us in Exodus 1, 15 through 17. It says, The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shipra and Puah, When you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. So even though the king of Egypt had ordered all boys to be killed, it was a death sentence for Moses to be born. We know that Jochebed obviously gave birth to Moses and she hid him for as long as she could. And, you know, I I just can't even imagine the bravery in that. Like, think about that today, knowing that you are, and how do you hide a child who surely cries? <laughs> um, you know, hiding this child for as long as she could, and the trepidation that must have come from that. Um, and I, I just, I can't even imagine when I put myself in Moses' mom's shoes, I can't imagine just the pain and agony of what she was facing and what she had to do. And that was that she couldn't keep him forever. And so she had to do what most of us, all of us could not even begin to imagine. And that is that she had to put him in a basket and push him gently off the shore of the Nile. I'm sure praying that that somehow God would rescue Moses. And as the story unfolds, and only as God would have it, which is, I just love, love, love this story, um, is that Moses's sister Miriam is actually watching from a distance when Moses's mom pushes him off the shore of the Nile. She's watch, watching him from a distance as he goes down the Nile River and comes ashore into the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. 
And so here's Pharaoh who had just ordered all boys be killed. And here's Moses, the boy that was born and kept alive, coming into the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. And I love this so much. Moses' sister is watching from a distance. She sees Pharaoh's daughter, um, you know, gather Moses and she comes and she approaches Pharaoh's daughter and suggests to Pharaoh's daughter that a Hebrew woman would be a fitting person to nurse this young abandoned boy. And so, and Pharaoh's daughter agrees. And so before we know it, Moses's mom is reunited with Moses. Jochebed and Moses are reunited. And it, it's just such a beautiful story. And, and we don't know how long Jochebed, so Jochebed then would be able to take Moses back home to nurse him and to take care of him uh, for as long as he needed that. And so we don't know how long that um, period of time was before she had to release him back into Pharaoh's palace. But we do know this about Moses. Moses would grow up to save a nation of fellow Hebrews from slaughter, becoming Israel's great leader and giver of the law. Moses's mom's hidden faithfulness that no one saw, that maybe to a lot of us seem behind the scenes and insignificant, had an eternal impact on generations to come. This is what we see in the New Testament um, about Moses and his family. And I just love this. It's in Hebrews eleven twenty three through 27. It says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Moses's mom was faithful to what God called her to when no one was watching. And God used her through Moses to change the world. So that is the question I want to ask you today. Are you faithful to God in those moments when no one is watching? Because those moments, those moments that seem insignificant, they matter and they matter for eternity. They matter personally to your own soul, but they also matter for all of those around you. Are you faithful to God in those moments when no one is watching? Ephesians five fourteen through 16 says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the day, days are evil. And I, I love here the word wise that we read in this verse, how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. That word here in Hebrew actually means skillfully. So the word for wise in Hebrew means skillfully. And I love that because I don't really think about wisdom necessarily as a skill. 
And that's, this gives us a, a whole new picture, right? The word wise in Hebrew means skillfully. Be very careful then how you live skillfully. That takes work, right? Making the most of every opportunity. I love that. Well, as my friend Sally Clarkson says so often, we have one chance to tell a story of faith. And the way you live your days today, tomorrow, yesterday, moving forward, that those are your, that's your greatest testimony. Whether you want to do big things for God, go change the world, speak on a stage, write a book, whatever that big dream looks like for you. Of course, I mention those things because, you know, writing a book is what I do and being online and, and, and ministering online to hundreds of thousands of women. It's incredible. It's just an incredible opportunity. Whatever that big dream is for you, it starts right where you are today. And and that's what I try to remind myself as well. It starts right where you are today with who you really are, your integrity and your character, who you are at home there first in those places, in those, in that hidden faithfulness, in those insignificant moments, who you are there in those places is who you really are. So I'm going to leave you with two questions because I love practical. I'm, I always love the takeaway, right? I'm going to leave you with two, que- two questions that I'd love for you to kind of, of think, think through and ponder and take some time to respond and really just ask what God is um, trying to, to tell you and teach you through this. The first question is, is just really a yes or no question, but it's something to think through and ponder. And that is, will you be faithful when no one is watching and with whatever God calls you to? Will you be faithful when no one is watching and with whatever God calls you to? And the second question is this, where in your life do you need to make God greater and honor him more? Like I shared uh, earlier, John 3.30, that actually is, is my life verse. That's the verse that my youth pastor had written down on a little scrap piece of paper uh, so many years ago when I was in high school. And that's when the light bulb went on for me that I was living for myself and not for the Lord. And that's a question that I still ask myself, where in my life do I need to make God greater and honor him more? And that's my life. First John three thirty. he must become greater and I must become less. And I think it's something that we have to visit over and over and over again in our lives because it's not natural for us to make God greater, right? It's not natural for us We don't have that natural tendency. So it's something we have to keep coming back to and asking the Lord to help us do that, to make him greater. He must become greater. I must become less. So where in your life do you need to make God greater and honor him more? So I'd love for you to take some time to think through those questions, maybe journal, uh, ponder those questions, and maybe respond to God um, with a prayer on whatever and whatever he's asking you to do with what I've shared today. So I'm so grateful that you have joined me, friend. I hope that you were encouraged 
by this word. If we haven't met yet, I want to get to know you. Please follow me on Instagram at Rushwank. And don't just follow me, though. Introduce yourself. Send me a DM. Let me know your name and where you're from. Well, I might see your name if it's in your um, if it's in your Instagram uh, profile. But if if it's not, let me know your name. Introduce yourself, where you're from. And I can't wait to get to know you better. Also, don't forget, everything we talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon. And I hope you have the best week.